Welcome to Brood Podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Jen. And I'm Adonis. Brood Podcast is where the world comes a melting pot, and conversations come in as many flavors and methods as a wonderful cup of coffee. Through the light, the dark, and the strange, we will pour consistently and always be learning. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, pretty solid. Doing pretty good. Uh, today, we tried a new roast. It was one that a good friend of mine in Minnesota sent to me from her fra- her favorite her <laughs> favorite coffee house uh, called Spy House Coffee Roasters. Uh, this one is a medium complex blend. The flavor notes are cola, English toffee, and cherry limeade. Now, let me tell you, when I got that bag and I read those notes that we're supposed to get out of it, I was a little concerned. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It sounded fun, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, when I told you guys that in the message board and I told you what the notes were supposed to be, what were your reactions? Yeah, definitely, because we had recently had a conversation about like how we think sometimes these coffee roasters might... You know, over exaggerate the uh, the flavor notes that they can get into mm-hmm. a coffee bean. So, yeah, we had recently had a conversation about that. So that just like was like, yeah, I don't know how you can make a coffee bean taste like cola or you know, cherry limeade, but I was I was open to it. I definitely wasn't uh, you know shying away from it. Yeah, we were all trying to see if we could even taste one of those things. Definitely very fruity, so we kind of got that cherry. It's interesting that you keep saying fruity, because that's not the word I would... I don't know what word I would use, because I'm still trying to figure it out, but I I don't feel like fruity is I thought it was fruity and sour. Yeah, I got the the fruity a little bit. I felt like it it was definitely sour definitely strange i i have never tasted a coffee like that ever before yeah this is very unique Um, to say i think is definitely the most unique i've tried yeah and i don't i don't think i would return to it but i will i'll I'll admit like it was a very interesting flavor profile i think that's so cool that you like one of your friends sent this to you yeah Yeah, it was really awesome i was so excited it was a surprise too because she reached out and asked what my current address is because obviously we'll travel around or I do for work and or I did and so I gave it to her and then a few days later this popped up I was like I was I was so excited it was really (laughs) awesome yeah so thank you Claire for that and yeah so we all tried it and my initial reaction was I so I'm not into medium blends myself. I think we've we've all had this conversation. Uh, I'm not into medium blends typically, but this definitely t- didn't taste like any medium blends I have medium roasts uh, that I've had before. Uh, with that being said, it still was not my cup of coffee at, in the beginning. But the more I drank it, the more I got into it, hmm. and I'm not sure why or what that was, but. Still not my favorite. I don't think I would go out of my way to order or purchase it, but uh, I definitely don't not like it. Uh, I definitely, I definitely <laughs> like it. Actually, I do like you it. You like it, okay? I just would okay. not. Uh, I wouldn't go out of my way to get it again. To repurchase, yeah. But and I this do is like from it. it's Spy House Coffee. Yes, and it was roasted. Like it has a date saying when it yeah. was roasted May on. 14th. It was roasted May fourteenth. So it's um, not like the beans have gone bad or anything. Yeah. And um, was today. Today we are recording on June first. So I mean, it's just uh, a week later that we're trying this. Yeah. So. You know, I'm I'm you know I'm just excited to try more coffees. You know, this is my first 
you know, time dipping my toe into something that wasn't mass produced mm-hmm. or, well, I guess the atomic coffee that we had also was something that was more local, more unique, but the, the flavor notes there weren't anything outrageous or off the wall. Mm-hmm. But this, this was the first time I'm trying a coffee where I was like cherry limeade and, and English toffee and cola. <laughs> and cola. Like, yeah. yeah, Those are things, first of all, those are, those aren't flavor profiles that I would pair you know, just in general, <laughs> but to or pair them you together, think you could put them into yeah, a coffee in list. a coffee. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited to try new things, and this was, uh, yeah, our first foray into that, yeah. or mine at least officially. So I, I'm just excited. And this is what we're all about: trying all these new things. Yeah. This is exactly the little rabbit holes we hope to go down. So this is definitely a good experience for that. Absolutely. Jen, I don't think you were a fan of it at all, right? Mm-mm. From beginning I'm to so end. Sorry. From it, beginning to halfway down the first cup. It gets a, <laughs> it gets a two out of ten. <laughs> two out of ten. But hey, you know, at least you could taste the difference because you've said a lot that you can't taste the That's difference true. in a lot of coffees. So That's true, yeah. yeah. It's definitely really different for me. And then I tried adding, um, you said caramel. Yeah, it was caramel, 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 caramel almond creamer. milk creamer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it did not go well with it. <laughs> I, liked, I liked the blend of the caramel mm. with the flavors because I could still taste the flavors and then I could taste the caramel. But I also love caramel, I guess. I don't know. I like the way it blended together. Maybe some. Maybe I should have added some sugar. Maybe some sweetness would have brought out some of those other yeah. flavors. But we'll. Well, you know, we're gonna try these things, guys. We're gonna try them, and we're gonna play with our taste buds, and we're gonna, you know, see if we can find a way to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you have any suggestions for local yeah. shops here too, um, I would love to hear that so that I could go get some bags. Absolutely, us. for and sure. Here is Phoenix, oh. Arizona. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, another thing we tried today was uh, we kind of, or Adonis brought up the idea of us, each of us uh, yeah. making a pot of coffee, oh, uh, yes. whether it's French press or however we want to make it, just the way we make it at home. Just the way, like without the, you know, a website telling us what measurements to do or anything like that, however we want to make it just to go off of it. And so I, it was my turn today and I did a French press. It's actually my first time doing a French press. On my own. I just realized that. I think I had tried it before, but I I don't know. It was a weird French press that I had because it did not act the way that this one did. <laughs> um, and I think it turned out pretty well. I just I just did it visually pretty much for everything. So and uh, yeah. it worked out. So. Yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with the way the coffee was prepared. I think my issue was with the actual bean. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I can tell that from like you can taste like more water or more um, coffee or you can taste like the smoothness or Mm -hmm. whatever. So with yours, it was like it was it was fine the way it was made. I'll accept the word perfect. (laughs) I don't don't mind that word being attributed to me. You'll have to try again with another coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Just to see. Yeah, we'll have to. The jury's still out on that one, but we'll see. (laughs) Um, um, what else do we have? We had the poll that we put yeah, up. Yeah, Jen, if you want to go over that. Oh, yes. We put up a poll on our Instagram, and I asked if you guys preferred your coffee iced or hot. It turns out only one other person said that they liked it hot like you guys. So you guys lost. It was <laughs> it was um, 30% hot, 70% iced. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, I don't have an issue with iced coffee, but I just like I'll reiterate what I said last time is that I think when I'm trying to enjoy coffee, 
I like to enjoy coffee in a hot setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I just need it to get through the day or if I need to drink it really quick, obviously ice is going to be the way to go. But I don't ever think about rushing through my day. I'm trying to I'm trying to enjoy my day. You know, I'm trying to sit down, watch some TV, drinking a hot cup of coffee, getting my day off to a great start. That's how I want to drink coffee. But it's, it's cool. 70% of you are wrong, but, you know, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just not a right or wrong poll, but I if there was a wrong side. <laughs> a lot of people I know get into coffee because they need it for school. And that's like the only reason they start really getting into coffee. That's what I've noticed. So uh, do you think there's a big percentage of people who, who drink Starbucks and Dutch Bros and things like that because it's sort of the popular thing to do? Mm, like or, to hang out at no, that or like ins- it's it is it instagrammable can i like post a picture of my coffee like because i mean you can uh, you you work at a coffee shop oh. how uh, what's like how many people come through and get something that's not even remotely coffee related but they'll spend five or six dollars on oh, it? oh yeah you know? i see that all the time even with my sister <laughs> she goes to dutch bros a lot she doesn't like coffee she'll get like their um energy drinks or their sodas you know stuff like that yeah um so i think it's just like getting ice cream like it's not as expensive as getting a meal and you're going out with your friends and like, it's like a social thing uh-huh. yeah 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 and also the dutch bros people like if you're ever feeling down and you want someone to cheer you up i say you <laughs> they go will talk your ear off <laughs> yeah forever. i think it's fun i, I, I think like it's fun them. and bubbly that's I adonis does that's the, not yeah. <laughs> i think adonis that's the one thing i like about out of dutch my brothers. car <laughs> yeah i i just don't understand adonis just wants to get in I and hate, get out he just I wants think to it's because i hate i hate because i know they're not doing it because they want to do it like, I, I, I know disagree though i feel like you have to have that personality to be able to do that i don't ever feel like uh, nobody's that on all the time like i've never gone to it i haven't been a ton but i know that i've every time i've been they've been super upbeat and chipper and just so happy no one's that happy all the time i call baloney <laughs> even the happiest person in the world isn't happy all day especially if you're at work are you kidding me you tell me you're out there in 100 degree temperatures that's usually, that's usually when i'm the most happy though because it's, it's almost a coping mechanism so then why yeah why would they be faking it then do they get paid out like no twice? that's what they have to do i feel like i'm more no. happy and eccentric at any job i've ever had than i am in my day-to-day, but there's not a big difference. I'm still pretty excited. I was going to say, you <laughs> do something you want to do. I don't think it's many of these uh, these employees' dream jobs is working at a coffee shop. <laughs> but Maybe. You, know, you guys can believe the wow, facade Adonis if you want to. Right I am being a realist, people. Uh, Come to me when you want the truth. Still on the coffee talks, but moving on. Yes. Um, I did say that we were going to have mushroom coffee talk. Or uh, that we were going to try to have mushroom coffee yeah. talk for June 2nd. Um, and he's yeah, alive. That's <laughs> not going to happen. I am still pulling out more facts. There, There's a lot of stuff on this, guys. Um, there's just so many to choose from that we're still trying to figure out what we want to try. And also, I think the shipping time will take a couple weeks. Mm. So, um, you guys want to get a refill on some coffee and jump back into our segment or okay. into our main topic? Yeah, sounds good. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, so for today's episode, we wanted to remain current. So we will be talking about George Floyd and all of the protests and everything going on around the country. 
Uh, we don't have anything specific we're going to be talking about. We just felt it was really important for today's episode to just simply talk about it, to make sure that we're still putting a voice out there for George Floyd and for all of the protesting yeah. going on. As that much was, as mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone has seen um, posts on social media and all that kind of stuff, like it's still good to talk about it. And since this is current news and current as in we're even right now as we're recording, we're in the middle of new things are going to be popping up as we're talking that we probably won't keep up with. So we wanted to give you a time and date that we're recording this to let you know when our information is based off of and what we're doing. So right now it is June 1st, Monday, June 1st, 2020, of course, and it is 2.26 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Again, 2.26 Pacific Standard Time, June 1st. Uh, So, I mean, I guess the most important place to start is, I mean, this all started, all the protests started with, this. I actually don't know the date this occurred. I just know something happened with George Floyd. Was it Monday last week? I think that's what I've been reading. Was it? I actually don't know. I started hearing everything um, Wednesday last week, and then that's kind of when it blew up. You guys said that's when the protest started, right? Uh, I believe the protest uh, in Minneapolis started Wednesday night. Oh, Wednesday day or Wednesday night. I believe is one that started in Minneapolis. I started watching live feeds on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I believe you I was scrolling through Facebook and I was seeing oh, a bunch Facebook. of links and stuff. Okay. And then all of a sudden I saw a, sp- a particular person uh, from Minneapolis or in Minneapolis doing a live feed. And I threw him on and it just happened to be a, a great raw objective live feed he wasn't doing a whole lot of unnecessary commentary he was just stating what was happening uh trying to keep us informed and he just had hours he was going non-stop he'd already been going i think three or four hours when i jumped on at 9 p.m pacific standard time and uh and he just kept going throughout the whole night until 5 a.m um i'm not sure what time zone minneapolis is in uh, but it's i know it's two hours ahead of pacific standard time and he was going until 5 a.m. their time, which was 3 a.m. PST. So that was crazy. And he did that each night. He kept going out there. And even during the days, he would just get a few hours of sleep and keep going to keep uh, all the recording up to date. So I was watching him. as Andrew Mercado. Uh, last name is M as in Mary, E-R-C-A-D-O. So I was kind of bouncing between him and Unicorn Riot, mm. which w- who was also recording Minneapolis. Um, yeah, just so uh, we have the information, it um, the he was killed on the twenty fifth, so that was Monday, last Monday. Okay, so a week, a full week ago from today. Okay, yeah, um, and like these guys said, it happened in Minneapolis. Um, just uh, I guess a quick synopsis of what happened is apparently he was in a, a convenience store, uh, tried to make a purchase with a with a, a fake or a counterfeit twenty dollar bill. Uh, the store owner refused to take the bill. He left the store and was just hanging out around the front of the building. Uh, the store owner called the police and the police officers um, who responded. I, I thought, sorry, this oh, is okay. what I've heard, that he tried pay- he he paid and that the store like cashier person thought that the check was fake, that it was a check. I heard it was a twenty dollar bill. I guess okay. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but everything I've read personally, again, we are you know just talking about this, um, so we don't necessarily have all the facts. I don't even know if all the facts are out currently, mm-hmm. okay. but everything I was reading was saying twenty dollar bill. Um, 
but uh, regardless, uh, so the police officer showed up on the scene and uh, restrained him physically using some, apparently some techniques that are not uh, recommended that they use to retain um, uh, people or restrain people who are, are being placed under arrest. And he subsequently died from injuries sustained during his arrest. Um, there was a lot of controversy because originally the the Minneapolis Police Department released a statement saying that he was resisting arrest. And there was actually video footage that showed uh, that that was not true, that he mm. was being compliant and that the officers were using force that was, uh, in my opinion, completely unnecessary. Um and it cost him his life. Um, so, yeah, that's the basis for what started these riots, obviously, or these protests and riots. Um, and it's it's really a, a, a sort of a collection of things because obviously we're coming mm-hmm. off of the Ahmad Arbery case where mm-hmm. you know two vigilant two people took vigilante justice into their hands and decided to um, shoot down another unarmed black man. Um, and yeah, it's just this this whole thing with uh, filming the police and getting the actual um, you know the truth out there rather than just relying on the police department for for your truth is what spurred all of these protests yeah this has been hap- like all this kind of stuff has been happening for a while but right yeah. now it, it feels like it's been case after case and yeah that yeah. was the trigger for all the protests that are going on around the country that's yeah. for sure that sort was of the last, kind of the last straw, straw. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the last straw for it so it, it really sucks that it has to be going on during like the pandemic but it's it's just something that has to be done. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, it sucks that it has to happen at all. But, of course, during well, the yeah. pandemic, you know, it just everything is escalated and made It just feels worse like just because now people no are at risk for two things now. Well, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. besides just being in in danger. Um, yeah. It's like on one hand, Adonis, you said this um, to the something to this extent mm-hmm. earlier today. You're talking about how, yeah, COVID's still going on. But at the same time, you still need we need to protest. We need to make the voice heard about this. Yeah. But then you still have COVID going. So there's no you can't have a line there like you kind of are. It, it just sucks. Mm-hmm. It definitely. It's definitely all garbage. Which I, I personally haven't gone out um, to protest. And it's something that I'm like that I'm constantly like thinking in my head, like, why have I never done that and um i look for ways to kind of um like extend my online activism you know like besides just liking posts or sharing them like you can donate to sure the -hmm. causes or to the bailout funds is that what they're called yeah bailout funds yeah because yeah there's a lot of people being arrested right now yeah um so I want to bring up a question that because I've seen a lot of people, obviously people are all over social media with this. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember uh, right when the when the protests were starting, there was a lot of people who were sharing the video. Um, and then I, I felt like there was a surge of people who stopped sharing the actual footage because they were saying that it didn't need to be shown um, because it was like, you know, too you don't need to be seen as too, too maybe too yeah i don't yeah yeah. so uh and there was a movement uh, to get you know people to stop to not take the video down but sharing it maybe with a warning attached to it or Mm -hmm. something like that um because that's 
our reality. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about that for a minute because that is sort of an aspect of, I think this, this new culture that we are a part of where, you know, we do, we get trigger warnings uh, about everything about graphic content. Yeah. Um, And I don't necessarily agree with that. But okay. So I think that people, People already are that already are aware that this is happening. Actually, seeing the footage of it can be traumatizing to them, and I but don't. Shouldn't it be? Oh, but I'm talking about like someone that already knows that that there's racist here. Um, yeah, I mean, they we, shouldn't. So they are, shouldn't have to see someone that could be their dad, someone that could be their brother, um, be murdered like that. I think it's traumatizing. That's what I think. Um, well, I understand that it's good to 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 show other people that might not know, but um, maybe share it to them like privately. I don't hmm. know. That's just my opinion. What were you gonna say, Bryce? I was gonna say if we're talking generally about graphic content warnings, I'll, I'll talk generally and then I'll narrow it down to what's going on now. And generally speaking, with the graphic content, the way I see it is you take it to let's take it to animal cruelty i mean you have Mm. tons of videos that are just they are absolutely graphic content you're watching these animals get butchered you're watching um, these animals get get beaten or uh, anything like that and the way i see graphic content warnings is i don't see it as a censorship to um or a way for people to avoid what's real and what's happening i see it as more of a family and kid perspective of it because you have families and kids well when i say families i mean kids Uh, you have kids on facebook and kids on these so if you don't have that graphic content warning on there it could just start auto playing and then you have a child who's eight nine or you know a kid that you haven't exposed to this type of information yet yeah i'm not even thinking about kids though but you're right yes that's what i'm thinking of when i think of things like that now when you narrow it down to this um, I think it comes down to, I think it's it's important that it gets shared as much as possible. I don't, I still I come just, from the standpoint of, I come like with the mentality of kids in, in my mind. And mm. so, but that's why you have the graphic content warning. If on. you I just tell think, me that he choked him and that happened, that's all you need to tell me. Like, I'll believe you. For some I don't people. Need for you. To watch you know, for you for some people. That, but I think a lot of people and a lot of people in this country who, who insists that this kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore? I think that is like it for shouldn't me, be taken down because your original yeah. question was about it being taken down in general, right? It wasn't. Well, just I'm about- just like I think because I think I look back at uh, the the situation with uh, Emmett Till that happened in the '60s, where mm-hmm. young kid, 14 year old, was beaten to death, uh, lynched and 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 drowned, and uh, his mom at the funeral was like no we're not having a closed casket funeral we're having an open casket because mm-hmm. i want everyone to see what they did to my yeah, child i don't think you should turn away if you start watching something like that and then you turn away from it and then you become the same person who is who doesn't think it exists i i don't think it should be something that you turn away from yeah uh, so i i see it i see it as an opportunity for, i'm I, I understand that mm-hmm. i'm okay. saying that every it's something that should be seen because they need people need to see what's happening we don't need to be censored from what's happening we need to see the fact that they killed this man for no reason mm-hmm. and i don't think that it's i don't think it's effective to censor that or to say you know i'm not going to show the actual video because they did it they did it on camera and this the the video footage is what caused there to be action there was no video footage there wouldn't be any action that that would have been taken so 
um i just think it's important to see things like that because real life isn't censored you know right like real there is no censorship in real life you can't you know click That's past true. a post in real life so I just but don't see the benefit can... of, of censoring something that is real life. It's not like this is a movie where the director decided to make some overly gory scene. Mm -hmm. This is real life. This actually happened. So I personally think that everyone needs to see it. What, whether if it's a child, you need to monitor what your kids have access to on the Internet. So they shouldn't if they're too young to be seeing this happen to someone, they probably you should probably have more control over what they what they view on the Internet. I just I've never been a fan of censorship in situations like this. I totally get what you're saying. But maybe if there was a trigger warning, so somebody that did want to see it can. But I just think it's really harmful for like people's mental health, like people that like I'm not I'm not talking about I'm talking about people being like affected by it. But like, I mean, so I'm, so, my so, argument is that you should be affected by yeah. it. This should, you should see this and so it should enrage you. Yeah, there's but different types of, of trauma. There's different types of trauma out there. And I believe this is a type of traumatic s imagery that is important to have in your system. It's important to. Everyone that I have communication with, um, you know, they don't. Um, like, all of us are fighting for like black rights you know what i mean and and none of us like well like i personally don't click on the videos but like i have a friend and it's like a lot for her going on right now um it's you have to learn how to take care of yourself too because if you're black and you're seeing all these videos um i just think it's it, it can be harmful and i understand like spreading it to white people who have never um seen this or don't believe it but I think, like, one one person said that back in the day, like, they used to lynch someone and all, like, the people that wanted to see would be out there, like, if it was, like, entertainment for them. Like, to them, it's not, they, they can't make that connection of, like, it being their, their like, So what's stopping them? Being, so you're saying that the video should be shared to people who don't I'm, necessarily I'm see that as a problem. The, like, the info should be shared, but I feel like the actual like anti-black violence should be blocked because i oh, i disagree with that but i mean it's it's i mean i as as a black man i i know every time i see something like that it pisses me off yeah and i so need and i need you're that you're gonna watch the whole absolutely video? yeah because that is what happened to it's my brother to i need to see that because i need to know what i'm fighting for a description of it isn't gonna be visceral enough for me to look at and be like this is something i need so the more that i see it the angrier i get yeah. and i think the anger you know, we're going to talk about the riots and the protests and stuff that that's that, that's happened. But, but I think people, anger is the response that we need right now, because if you're worried about people overreacting or over or not overreacting, but having that trauma from it. That's an emotion they get out of it. Then and that's something they need to deal with. But that's more power to the statement of what's happening in that video. If that makes you feel a certain way, then you have to process that yourself and figure out what that means. You have to figure out what that feeling inside of you that you're watching this means and how do you utilize that? Because they're doing this to you. Regardless of whether you see the video or not, mm -hmm. it's happening to you. So you need to figure out ways to deal with that trauma if you're having some kind of, you know, a, a reaction to it that you don't think is help, helpful to your mental health or or whatever. Yeah. Then you need to I've figure out a way to, to, to process that. To like, if I'm going to share images of something horrible that happened to someone, I'm sharing like the images of them like during life 
and like i guess you guys don't agree with that but that's that's what i like to i share. think there's a time for that and i i understand that you know celebrating that person's life but i think right now in the situation where we need action to be taken mm -hmm. the the more the more effective forms yeah. of that are, are going to be the images that make you mad not the images that make you and again we're going to talk but about I'm this that scene kumbaya mad. i've already seen i've already seen tons of videos and i don't want to see that's fine them. i'm just, i think it's important to see them but that's just my opinion i think it's important to watch what they do to do to do to yeah. people i think it's important to see it in its full raw form because that they did it. i don't want to sound like i'm trying to block it like i totally understand what's happening i'm not trying to like say oh it's not happening like does that make sense? Yeah, no, what I don't think that you're. I don't think you're taking not, that stance yeah. at all. Like no. to me, I we're just think talking it's, about the videos, and yeah. that's you know if they should be shared or not. That's all we're talking about. Yeah. So we definitely don't think you're taking that stance at all. No. Okay. Good. Yeah. Because no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to like ignore it at all. Like I understand what's happening. I just personally yeah. the, like, there's you're just talking about the fine line between yeah what's in, what like, in videos are me, important. It's the fine line between like mental health and mm -hmm. what's important to see. Like, like I totally understand what you guys are saying. I just think personally, I feel I I don't know. I feel wrong like sharing. Yeah, it's the it's kind of like the argument like what traumas are important to experience mm -hmm. and what traumas are not. Because I do that's a whole different argument and talk. Because I think there are certain. Uh, I think there's a whole spectrum of traumas, and there are certain traumas that are important to. Um, to experience mm -hmm. or to uh, trauma, traumatic to emotions, yeah, traumatic yeah. emotions to process, through, to process. Yeah, you need to like some things you need to experience this, yeah. as a human being. I totally agree. Um, so I think that's more where the conversation uh, would lead to. But no, I, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. Do you think that someone who uh, who has never like thought about these kind of things, these kind of issues will look at it and change right away? No. Or do you think, yeah, I think no, but they I always make excuses yeah. for it. Well, that and I also don't think, I mean, for some people it's a switch and you change and you're like, oh, I see this, oh, this this means something to me. But generally, I feel like it's more of a, it's a process. I mean, I don't, I would. It would be nice if it was a light switch for people. It would be nice if yeah. mm -hmm. these videos and these things happen. It was a light switch. It's like, oh, duh, of course. Mm -hmm. But I feel like changes like this, and I'm not talking about like a system. I'm not talking. I'm just talking about as an individual, individual human beings, any type of kind of big change of mentality or process in your mind. It just takes time, and it takes deliberate effort to, because you're gonna have those same thoughts. But it's not about if you have the same thoughts after you see something. It's about what you do with those same thoughts afterwards and how you handle them. It's like, oh, I'm having the same thoughts I did after watching this video as I did before. But now I'm going to tackle these thoughts and be like, no, that's not right for me to think that way. Mm -hmm. Or this doesn't feel right. What doesn't feel right about this? And then mm -hmm. you that's the process it takes because you're you have um, you have all these synapses in your synapses in your brain. And you, you know, you're wired a certain way over time, just by nature and nurture. And it's a you don't just light switch those away. Mm -hmm. Like you're gonna have those preconditioned thoughts in your brain, and it's about tackling those preconditioned thoughts every minute, every day. Okay, now I have a question for mm -hmm. you guys. Because um, Adonis, you've been watching actual TV a lot, sure. right? Yeah. Um, actual TV. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to like just being on Online, social. Yeah. yeah. 
um i've mostly been trying to get a lot of info um i think instagram helps a lot because there's like direct um like resources on there and it just makes it so easy to like look all those things up and then you have other friends sharing them and then you like you get more educated that way that's how i see it um and then bryce you've been watching like the actual feeds and stuff Mm -hmm. um but how much of a difference do you think social media makes or like what do you notice like when you're watching the news as opposed to like watching a video someone makes um online with their own narrative does that make sense i think i personally think that you need both i think that the obviously the mainstream media news outlets like cnn msnbc even fox news have their place in situations like these because those those are the mediums for news and you can disagree disagree with me all you want on this but they have to hold themselves to some sort of standard they can't just put out information without facts and figures and stats to back that information up i think social media you you can get away with a lot more than you can get away with with mainstream media and i know a lot of you are like yelling at me right now but i do think that there is some accountability for those you know credible news sources they have to do at least some sort of research anybody can get on instagram or facebook or twitter and make a meme or make a you know make a graphic and share it so i think it's important to keep track of what's actually going on and also when you're following people on social media, you're you're getting filtered news more than more so than if you're you know strictly watching CNN mm-hmm. or Fox News. You're getting the news and the information that people are choosing to record. Are, are choosing or, to, or maybe it's not about their choice, but it yeah. could be what they're choosing to record or all that they're able yeah. to. And record. they're all and you're all like-minded people. You're not going to be for the most part. You're not going to be friends with mm-hmm. someone who you have uh, you know moral disagreements with. So you're only mm-hmm. getting. And this situation is a little bit different because I feel like there is a more clear cut definition of the uh, you know what's right and what's wrong. I haven't seen anybody defending these officers that 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 killed George Floyd. I haven't seen anybody. It's mostly been about the response. Like the mm-hmm. naysayers have been talking about the response to the murder. I haven't seen anybody you know uh, criticizing. Uh, you know, calling those cops murderers or wanting them fired and wanting them prosecuted. So it's a little bit different in that sense. But I do think that if you are just being inundated with, you know, people who think exactly like you do, you limit the amount of information that you're going to get. And I think that's dangerous. So do you think that the news that you're watching has a good, like, non- Bias. No, I, I think it's biased, but I think there's more accountability because, again, they okay. have to provide facts and figures. Otherwise, someone's going to call them out on their BS coverage. Right. Mm-hmm. If I if I try to call somebody out for a BS post on Instagram, all of their fans and friends are going to come and destroy me and, and, you know, you know, take away yeah. my opinion. But those news sources, they don't have. They have to be credible to some degree. And I I know, obviously, I know that they're biased in some way, shape or form. But I do think that they have to provide facts and figures. And like I was telling I was telling these guys earlier, what I've been seeing mostly on CNN and MSNBC is literally just people, uh, reporters on the scene reporting from the scene like there hasn't been a lot of these like roundtable discussions talking about what this means and talking about what's going on it's It's mostly been camera camera crews on the ground yeah so i i think that it's there's less opportunity for them to control the narrative in this situation but i i I personally and i've seen a lot of it on social media like everybody's sharing everything and that's important that's an 
very important part of the fight but it's not the only part of the fight. Like I've, I've been seeing a lot of like, Oh, if you remain silent, you know, you're a part of the problem. And that is absolutely true. But I, I urge people not to think that by sharing something on Instagram or Facebook that you're, that that's enough. That is not enough. That is any, anybody in a, in any, anywhere can share a post and nine times out of 10, someone's probably just going to click right past it or scroll right through it. So you need to do more sharing posts online is not enough in this situation. Ask so any like of the protesters out right now. People should do because so neither of us went to go. Before you answer that, I have a question on. Okay. Well, it, it goes along with okay. yours. It supplements yours actually, um, but I've seen some posts that say uh, the pretty much what you just said, mm -hmm. and also saying if you don't know where to donate, if you don't know what to do, yes, they share links, but mm -hmm. also they say then simply educate yourselves. Absolutely. If all you're going to do is sit in your home and you don't, one, you just don't feel safe going out to the protests or you don't know what it means to go out to a protest, here is a list of books. Yes. Start reading the history. Start Not reading all these that. books. Not even that. You have a supercomputer exactly. in your fucking pocket. Like <laughs> just everything you could possibly need to know about the world is in your pocket. Use it. Like, don't just share something and be like, well, I'm done. Like, racism is over. Like, no, yeah. you need to educate yourself. Donate your time and your money if you can, but educate yourself. Educate people who are around you. Talk to people. What do you think? Actually have conversations. About, I think I'm just asking a bunch of questions. I'm sorry. That's I don't even what know this what is if, about. <laughs> yeah. um, do you, what do you guys think about, like, uh, just unfollowing everyone that isn't posting anything? Like, are you guys doing that or unfriending people? Because I know I put a message out there because I've been seeing a few of my friends on both Beth, both ends. Actually, it's been more about, you know, if you disagree with the protest, then unfriend me. Mm -hmm. But there have also been people who have been like, well, if you think all cops are bad, unfriend me. If you think uh, rioting and is going to solve anything, unfriend me. So there's been yeah, on both sides. Types of yeah. And um, I'm not that kind of person. I feel like that's something, especially if I know you, I would much rather have try to have a conversation with you about what's going on mm -hmm. rather than just unfriending you you know yeah. it, if i want to be friends with you you know i yeah. mean i have a, about 500 friends on facebook obviously i'm i don't have 500 friends in real life so <laughs> you know yeah. i just a lot of those people are people that i don't really ever communicate with and i was just like i don't know but i to me it takes too much effort to go through and unfriend everybody who is saying the stupid stuff so i think uh, Bryce, you said it. Just yeah, ignore I, it. I, just... Well, yeah, I ignore it and I treat it as if it's hyperbole. Yeah, like it's just someone putting like that's their statement, that's their just kind of message. It's like, okay, but it, to me, it's hyperbole. It's just yeah. there to be there and to exist. So uh, mm -hmm. that's that's how I treat it. I just keep scrolling, or I just don't put too do much think, stock into it. Do you think it's wrong to be friends with someone that maybe to the extent that you believe in, like? doesn't does that make sense like yeah i think there are extremes okay. like i think it depends on what they're saying and how they're saying it but i don't i don't i'm not the type of person that's going to dis unfriend someone for disagreeing with them like mm -hmm. if we don't share every single you know if we don't are on a common ground morally with everything i don't think that's a reason for me to un i to think it would be a lot you from tougher of a question if um the friends that were posting agreed like if it was about George Floyd's death and it was about exactly like, well, if yeah. they were defending the officers, I yeah. think that would be a totally different conversation. But since all of the yeah. feed that I'm seeing is yeah. mostly a disagreement or agreement on protesting versus rioting, and it's mostly about that. I think that's a little bit different. No, I haven't seen that at all. 
by the way, about people again reiterating. Oh, that, I've like, seen a ton. Oh, of I that. meant sorry about oh. agreeing oh, with agreeing the or with saying the that the cops did any. Yeah, they, I have not. Seen I haven't seen. Have you seen that, Jen? Have you? You, seen have, you probably have the cops. biggest yeah. like social media following out of out of yeah. the three of us. You haven't seen that at all. No, but I've yeah. also stayed off Facebook. Mm. Um, yeah. which I I guess I I do have like maybe older people on there or like how do I say it? I don't know, but then I go on Instagram. It's all like young people my age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, more liberal. I feel like Instagram is more liberal anyway. Yeah. yeah. More. The, con- yeah. The people that um, haven't said anything about it at all, you know, they're just silent. So I don't know what they're thinking, but I'm assuming that they're not thinking anything at all, which is still bad. But it's just. When like, you say silent, what do you mean by silent? Like um, not sharing or posting. They're either not posting at all, and they usually do. Okay. Or they're just posting like regular stuff, like if their life is moving on and they don't see anything else, which I find weird because I'm pretty sure all the celebrities and stuff that they follow are posting mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So they're not like living under a rock. They're literally just trying to ignore it. And I don't really like that. But Do you think that's what it is, though? I think it might be they don't know what words to say yet. Like yeah. they don't they maybe these are people that don't want to just be part of the people sharing information because they think it's going to be construed wrong, uh, incorrectly. Like, maybe it might mm-hmm. be put into that population. Do you guys think I'm too harsh then? Like, do you I think, think s- I'm too one-sided? I think that, well, I don't know. I think you I think, react, I think, but I don't think you're yeah. too... Well, I think, I think you react like you, I think you might assume a little too much about what people, really? what's going on in people's lives. I think it's so lives. easy to at least share your stance, like... But I, I think, like but I think a lot of people could be like, well, I think a lot of people could be like, what is that going to do for the movement? Yeah. If all my friends are posting what I'm about to post, what is that doing? For instance, uh, I was just telling Adonis about my brother's post earlier and my brother hasn't, I haven't seen a peep out of him from all of this, but I have seen from other family members mm-hmm. or friends and things. But I also know my brother, and I know that he's trying to get his thoughts together. He's trying to think of what the right words are to say. He's trying to gather as much information as possible. I know he was probably watching everything he could be watching. And when he did put a post out, it was a really strong, powerful post that I enjoyed reading. Um, well, it, Sorry, enjoy is the wrong word. But I, I got a lot out of reading it. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's – but that's how I think of people in general. So mm-hmm. when I think of something like that, I know Maybe people are just trying to think and get their thoughts straight and figure out what their place in all of this is. For example, I'm going to bring up an example. We were just okay. talking earlier about someone who you recently unfriended because of their political stances on mm-hmm. stuff, right? Uh-huh. Obviously, I'm not going to say uh-huh. the name. <laughs> but that person posted something on Instagram that was – that is the generic post that i've been seeing like i'm not black but i stand with you i'm not black but Mm. i fight for you they they posted that so yeah so that person who we probably know probably doesn't actually believe that share that on social media and it's probably like well i'm covered now like i don't have to worry about anybody thinking there's that side i'm racist you know so any that's what i mean by like anybody can share it's hard to have well so but, it's, but that's why it's I, hard to have assumptive thoughts if, like that yeah if he if you if he could be that way but you know what i'm gonna say mm. i'm gonna say that i actually don't think he's a bad person no yeah i don't think he's a bad I person i just either. unfollowed because i thought he was associated with someone mm-hmm. that um because i i feel like i've talked to him before and i don't necessarily think that he 
he um like believes what his friend believes but Mm -hmm. i could tell that his friend was not someone i wanted to see on my feed so i just unfollowed even though he probably won't post another (laughs) picture with him i just didn't want to see it i think i was just mad that day but um that's what i was saying i think you just are more reactionary yeah than anything and but you you act right away which is like fun, you, you, which is that's you just need your that personality. Pa- we, you need that passion that's, like that's, every movement needs yeah. those people who are going to that's be that's an act a passionate like activist yeah. personality and there's nothing wrong with it it's just a matter of making sure you have your thoughts straight as you're doing it but if you if you know if you if that's I what just, you believe yeah. in that's what i would just say not do. to put st- not to put so much stock into into that and only that mm-hmm Okay. For for me, like I no, did, I get yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, I know that um, some posts are like it's really generic. Like they're just yeah. Just what's what's dangerous? I think about going too deep into that mindset is a high horse mentality. Mm. I feel like there's a line at some what point. What does that mean? Um, like just a, you know, if you if you're just basing information off of a post, if you react off of a post and say, oh, this thing defines that person, but I have my morals as black and white and I haven't been set a set spot. Well, I'm, I'm right. This person is wrong. And you just immediately scratch them out of your life. Like they're gone. There's no talk. There's no conversation. It's just, Mm -hmm. um, it's a right and wrong scenario and I'm right. And this person's wrong. Like Mm -hmm. then it turns into that. And now you, I feel a little scared to like, ask someone or like to message them yeah um because i feel like a lot of people think that you're ready to debate them or get into a fight and all i want to do is just talk like i um tell me your side and i'll tell you my side but Mm -hmm. i get scared that people are just gonna try to fight me right away so i just i'd rather just delete them because there's no i don't really gain anything but you probably you would do that to people who you might not be friends with in real life right I feel like if you're if someone who you thought was a friend you would was posting you. some ignorant shit online, mm-hmm. you would take the time to be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, if they weren't, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like I said, mostly a lot of people have stayed silent. So I'm wondering, like, when is the right time to like ask them, "Hey, do you have an opinion about this?" You know what I mean? And then if they don't care, then I don't really want to like talk to them again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, sure. I just I think I think I don't I don't know if them not posting something online equates to them not. Caring, I guess because you know? I see them post all the other sure. days. But this is I feel like this is a I would a rather have somebody different. not say something about it rather than say something that's Speak ill-informed. rashly or, and ill-informed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if you if you if you feel like you're not educated enough on the topic, and you don't want to say anything. First of all, I'm not going to tell anybody how they should react yeah. to something. As I'd rather as give it this. the benefit of the doubt yeah. and think that they're gathering information. Or they're trying to form their thoughts. Like, yeah. that's how I prefer to think. Because if I were to think the other way, I think I'd drive myself crazy with how dark the world is. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so let's uh, go ahead and take a break real quick, get some more coffee. Uh, we'll come back and start talking uh, further about the protests and the riots and our thoughts and all of that. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I believe uh, we're going to jump into uh, talking about protesting versus the rioting and the looting and just dive into those conversations. Yeah, if I I could really quick. So Mm -hmm. this, for the most part, the situation has been broken down into, I think, and three words have been thrown out a lot. So you have protesting. You have rioting, 
and you have looting. Those mm. three terms I feel like have been thrown out mm-hmm. a lot. So of those three factors of what is happening, what's going on, I think there is evidence, clear evidence to all three of those existing and actually happening over these last few days. Mm-hmm. Out of, and I've seen, again, on social media, I've seen justifications for all three. I've seen justifications for one of the three. I've seen justifications for zero of the three. So of the three for you guys, what what do you think is a is an appropriate response to what's been happening? All of them. Jen says all of them. Okay. You want to explain further or <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Listen, I I think people started out with a peaceful protest and it's just not fair to have a bunch of cops there dressed up like they're um scary robots from the future. Like, you know what I mean? Like and and so it, devil's advocate really quick. Okay. I I don't necessarily agree with what I'm about to say, but what what do you say to the people who are saying the cops that are there are there to keep the peace, to make sure things don't turn south? It just doesn't seem that way. It seems okay. like they're there to show you their power and I've seen them act. So I don't know. It's not okay. fair to amaze people and and throw what are they called? Gas. Tear gas. Tear gas. Yeah. Flashbangs, tear gas, rubber bullets. Yeah, exactly. Um, It just does not make sense when you compare it to other protests. It's like this one is especially like, ooh, it's dangerous. What about your thoughts on the looting and rioting? I don't care. Because you said they all have a place. Go to it. I so I I understand a, it can okay. be yeah I'm not there so I shouldn't just be like oh like get yourself in trouble like that's stupid you know yeah I understand that it's like really dangerous I just think that this is the only way that we can be heard I I agree with that on two of those because I okay. totally for protest peacefully but at the same time I you know I. I've been black for 30 years. I'm 30 years old. I've been black all my life. 30? And and I grew up in a place where we learned about black history and we learned about events in black history. Um, And so from the moment that I remember going to school, I I learned about, you know, these, these crimes against my people. I grew up with these crimes against my people. And I feel like every time, every couple weeks, I'm turning on the TV or I'm looking at something online and there's another mm-hmm. innocent, not well, not even innocent, another unarmed black man or woman who had their life taken away because of the color of their skin, because the police officer was afraid for his or her life. And at some point, I can't justify peacefully protesting anymore. Mm-hmm. And I see the riots, quote unquote, as just... A boiling over like tensions at a certain point you have to stop asking and start to demand mm-hmm. and yes. i feel like if if the riots are pointed in a direction because I, i'm not gonna lie the first time i saw the video fully and all the way through it was again like we, we said it before it's like the straw that broke the camel's back because it just seems like it just keeps happening and nothing gets done about it. It just seems like they're not listening to us. No one wants to listen and to affect actual change. So at a certain point, 
I can't demonize these rioters anymore because it's like you're fed up. We're fed up with this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's asking doesn't get us anywhere. We go through this all the time and nothing ever changes. So we are going to take everything by force. If you won't give us equality, we will take it. And I can't I can't like demonize that because I feel like at a certain point you that's enough is enough. Too much is too much. Like you can't just sit idly by anymore and just let these things happen to you. I can't I what I can demonize is the the looting because I feel like a big portion of the people who are breaking into stores and stealing, you know, clothes and shoes and electronics that does nothing for a protest or uh, that does nothing to affect change you know and i think a lot of the people who are doing that have they don't care about protest or race equality all they care about is what i can get for myself yeah i get mm-hmm. you. and i feel like a lot of those people are taking advantage of, of the situation that's what brought it into the media though like the target and everything like then that gets it out there. Does that make sense? Even if people aren't doing it for the protest, I mean, what is that going to do to to Target? Like, I th- well, I don't think really it has anything to do about damaging the brand of the store. I think it does more to damage the movement because now you have the naysayers and you have the people who who want to keep black people oppressed saying, "Look at these animals. They can't they can't have a protest without stealing things." You know, that it just damages it damages the idea of the movement over you know like and again who's benefiting from this other than the people who are stealing i guarantee you nobody's stealing from target or Foot Locker selling the merchandise and donating the money to charity mm-hmm. nobody's taking the shoes that they stole and donating them to orphans like they're taking these things and they're using them for their own personal gain and i don't understand why that needs to happen and i again i will stand by the fact that i think most of the people who are involved in in the looting are people who could give a damn about a movement or or race equality they're doing it because the 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 situation gives them an opportunity to do it that's just personally how i feel i'm totally on board with the protest i'm at this point i'm on board with the riots because like again if they they're not going to listen to us when we protest nonviolently, we have to try the next logical step, and it is what it is in that sense. Looting, I can't understand or justify. Yeah, no protesting, I definitely one hundred percent agree with. And at some point, I mean, I'm gonna pretty much everything you said. It reflects my thoughts on all of it. That's not a cop out statement. That's just mm. exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, the rioting at some point has to happen if the protesting isn't being listened to. And then, uh, but the looting, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And when I was watching these live feeds and watching, or, and I actually didn't watch any of the news until today when you had it on mm-hmm. in your home and I was watching some of that, but most of what I get about the writing and, uh, the looting is news articles that I see on my feed or uh, friends from around the country who are filling me in on what's happening with their city uh, or uh, things I read on Reddit or on um, or just uh, where I fa- or found it on my feed or articles people are sharing. Mm-hmm. And from what I've been learning about the looting, the looting and even some of the writing rioting is that uh, and again, I don't have numbers. I don't have links to things is just things I've been reading and seeing. So 
I haven't researched to see how true this is. I've just seen statements from the governor of Minneapolis, mm-hmm. but it seems like quite a few of their arrests and the arrests are for the looting and the rioting, not for the protesting is that there's a lot of direct links to white supremacists and white supremacist mm-hmm. groups. Now I'm not yeah, saying that that's all the looters and rioters. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it's all the looters and rioters across the country, but I do feel there is definitely a strong presence in there. And, uh, and they're a part of the instigating and starting yeah. of uh, the escalations. I mean, then there's tons of videos out there of protesters trying to stop them or trying to, with their voice, they're trying to like say, what are you doing? Don't break that, don't break into that building. Yeah. Don't throw that brick. Like, what do you, this has nothing to do. You're taking out the voice of George Floyd. And, uh, and it's just crazy to see all of that. But that's a lot of what I've been reading. And yeah. I definitely don't agree with the looting. Um, another thing I don't agree with is the people focusing on the looting and the rioting and Mm. using that as their defense and then never talking about George Floyd Mm -hmm. at all. And Mm -hmm. any, I've been reading so many commentary and arguments and they're just talking about their point and all they want to talk about is I don't agree with looting and rioting. So none of this should be happening. And then someone tries to talk about George Floyd. He's like, oh, no, no, of course I don't. Of course I don't agree with that, what the police officer did. Like, mm-hmm. that's like that's garbage. He should not arrest that officer. Mm-hmm. But then they go back to focusing on the looting and rioting as if that is what this whole movement is about. Yeah. And it's not. And th- I think that frustrates me the most is people who hone, like hone in on that. focus is on the wrong thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they're missing the entire point. They just feel like they need to be heard. They feel like they don't want their voice to go unheard. And those are the people speaking up because they're afraid to be silenced. They're afraid that their voice won't matter. And mm-hmm. so they try and focus on, they just want to be right. They want to be heard. And they're being heard about the wrong thing. They're focusing on something. Yeah. So I know I rambled and repeated myself quite a bit there, but I'm just we passionate just, about yeah. that. We were just talking about it earlier, um, how like the like the the mainstream media they're focusing on the areas where there is the most violence and destruction mm-hmm. going on. So you think about it, and you're like, well, maybe if, if there was only peaceful protests going on, you know, who knows how much coverage this would actually be getting? Yeah. You know, but with the with the violence and the the destruction that's happening, it's keeping it relevant. You know. I just think you can do that without stealing for personal gain. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, Minneapolis started off doing that, just the yeah. exact thing. I mean, on I think it was hmm, – when did I start watching the live feeds? There, Andrew Mercado's whose live feed I was watching, I think, Thursday and Friday night. And I think Thursday night – is when they burned the third precinct mm, yeah. for um, in Minneapolis, but mm-hmm. that was a focused that was focused rioting, like that was a focused protection. That was a known precinct, or as a precinct known for its um, for the officers abusing their powers. So I mean, that was focused. It wasn't just random rioting. It wasn't random bricks being thrown and things like that. But yeah, the fire was really destructive. But it was focused on a particular building. They were made sure there was no one in there. I now I didn't follow up and read any reports to see if um, people got trapped in that building or not. Because I know some of the fires. I think there were one or two people rumored to be stuck in buildings. Mm-hmm. But any of that was accidental. Like I know when I was watching live feeds and trying to get my information, a lot of it, even even the writers who wanted who were against all of this, wanted to make sure that no one was being harmed. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have a question for you guys. So, mm-hmm. as as you know, sort of outsiders to what's going on, you mm-hmm. know, 
neither of you guys are black. Um, like, what? Where do you see your responsibility? Like, what? What do you? What do you as non-black people see your responsibility being in this situation? Like, what do you personally feel like your responsibility is to combat what's been going on with with the injustice? I think I I have to. Um it's like my job to educate my family members um, because I come from a Hispanic household. Um, and I think sometimes like Latinos and Hispanics can be like anti-black, like even in our own community, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's like it's my job to constantly educate myself to be not just not be racist but to be like anti-racist and to try to talk to them um because i i think also they could be raised different i'm not saying that's an excuse Mm -hmm. but i i think that just educating as much as i can myself and others around me yeah i mean i've been trying to figure out what my place is in this being white, I've been trying to figure out my place in this and I've been reading a lot of posts saying, you know, just being not racist isn't enough mm-hmm. and just sharing information isn't enough. Um, and lots of other posts like that. And I've been trying to figure out like what I can do. So I, I thought, well, I needed to go to these, if I'm not going to these protests, I can't then later say that I acted on anything or I can't later say I, you know, you know, hashtag I was with you type yeah, of thing. And yeah. so, I've been trying to learn what that means and um, there's definitely a lot of posts I've been seeing and comments by people I know that I wish I could learn how to bridge from what they're trying to argue and what they're trying to talk about to how to be part of the anti-racist movement. And I figured out I didn't know how because I have lots of feelings and I know where like morally where I stand, but Mm -hmm. I learned I don't have words for it. I don't know how to, how to bridge that in words and, and Mm -hmm. actions. actions, So when I started seeing posts about educating yourself, I realized like that's what I need to do. I need to start reading all these books that people are listing out there, uh, reading as much and exposing myself to as much of this live feed and as much of these protests as possible. And I might not have words right now. I might not be making posts or I might not be sharing. Uh, I share some information about, you know, being safe and protesting and things like that. But uh, I don't, right now my place is just to educate myself as best as possible. Um, That's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's great. I think that I think that it's important that that the goals that you guys just said, or your the the things you feel like you can do in the situation, are important, and it's important that they're lasting goals and efforts because I feel like probably until the day the revolution happens, and until the day we eradicate racism, which probably won't ever happen if i'm being totally honest it starts from a very young age it starts from the ground up so as if we have people like you guys who are out there willing to help educate yourself and to help educate other people i feel like we can create maybe a generation that's you know at least tolerant 
and I we talked about in a previous episode that may never be released. We've talked about tolerance being like something that we don't want to strive for. Mm -hmm. But for me, if it's tolerance over hate, I'll I'll take tolerance all the time, you know. So if we can at least do that until we can work our way up to global acceptance, that's that's something, you know, and I. Yeah, it makes it tough choices, guys. I know it's hard, but like if your mom or your grand granddad or uncle or aunt say something racist, like check them on it. Like I know it's tough, but you, you know, just questioning that motive for them will, it will might be super effective. So yeah, take make important. the hard choice. You know, don't just sit by and let people say ignorant shit. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I think that. <laughs> Covered a lot. Yeah, it was a big conversation. A lot. Yeah. Thank you for listening to all of that. It's definitely important that we keep talking about these protests, keep talking about George Floyd and uh, anti-racist movements, and uh, we just keep talking about all of this. All right, we're going to go for another refill of coffee, and we'll be back with Brewer's Choice. Welcome back, everyone. And uh, Donis, why don't we won't we kick it off with your choice? Yeah. So um, I'm going to recommend something that I uh, I've recommended before, but it, it, again, it's on a previously uh, unpublished episode. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to recommend a movie called "I Am Not Your Negro." It is uh, by Raul Peck. It's a documentary, a documentary of sorts, uh, and it's based off of an unpublished. Uh, work by James Baldwin um, where he sort of goes in depth uh, into his relationships with uh, three pillars of of the civil rights movement uh, Medgar Evers, Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. He talks about his relationship with each of those uh, men and he uh, it's, it's a very informative, very evocative documentary narrated by Samuel Jackson and I think it's important that everyone everyone sees that film. I've been seeing a lot of a lot of people using James Baldwin in their social media posts and things like that. So uh read a book by him or watch that movie. I'm going to recommend Oops, sorry. What? I'm going to recommend Moonlight by Barry Jenkins. He's a director and it's beautiful and they won best picture and it's also Pride Month, so yes. I'm going to recommend a book that I had read because Adonis had posted that he had read it and I listened to the audiobook of it and it's Between the World and Me by Tanahisi Coates. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Tanahisi Coates. Um, and it's just about it's in the form of a letter from a father to his son about what it's like to grow up as a black man in America. And what what decade was it based or when did he write this? I actually didn't look that up. I think it's a recent novel. I know it's fairly um, recent. Yeah, I just didn't I think, think it he was grew up in the 70s, 60s or 70s. Okay. He grew up. Yeah. So that's definitely a really good read, a powerful read and yep. I definitely actually want to re-listen. I again, I did it with uh, Audible, and it was such a great yeah, list because it's the same author. The author reads it on Audible, yeah. so to hear him tell his his book through that, it just it felt really powerful to me. Yeah. And it's really short too. It's, I finished it in one sitting. So yeah, I think, and if you do audio book, I think it was like three hours, yeah, three and a half hours. So. Mm. 
All right, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for listening uh, to this very heavy episode of Brood. If you have any uh, questions, comments, or concerns, please send your emails in to broodconvos at gmail.com. That's B-R-E-W-E-D-C-O-N-V-O-S at gmail.com. I would like to urge you to try to be as civil and uh, respectful as possible. That would be great. We don't want any trolls or any, like, you know, super aggressive emails. Those will be ignored. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to disagree with us, do it in a a respectful way, please. Mm And you can also check out our Instagram at Brood Podcast. Our Facebook is Brood Podcast as well. And you can also check it out, check us out on Twitter at Brood Convos. Thank you for listening in, guys. Thank Again, you. I'm Bryce. I'm Jen. And I'm Adonis. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. As you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself, you will always be in control of your destiny. Brood Podcast is recorded in Chandler, Arizona. Our producers are Bryce Gonzalez, Jennifer Montez, and Adonis Ship. Our intro music is Easy, produced by CJ Beats. Our outro music is Destiny, produced by James Berkeley. Our social media managers are Bryce Gonzalez and Jennifer Montez. Our editor is Adonis Ship.